This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. And we're going to stay together as long as we want to. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, we're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. The most important question from Sunday in the NFL has nothing to do with the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk about them. It has nothing to do with the Cincinnati Bengals or the Kansas City Chiefs or that fiasco known as Jets versus Giants yesterday at MetLife Stadium. The most important question we have need an answer to, Harry Douglas, is that after doing the game or during the game or before the game you did on ESPN Radio between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Pages down in Miami, did you wear your leopards? Oh, man, my leopard speedos, ladies and gentlemen. Every time I go to Miami, I take my leopards with me. Now, I need to say this. I did not have to put them on because my wife joined me down there, so I was in my damn birthday suit most of the time. I didn't even need the leopards, baby. We didn't need the leopards in Miami, and I still had fun with my beautiful bride of 10 years. Wow. You took us to a whole... That we did not need to go near. Yeah, my birthday suit. We, we, we had. There's no need for us to be a part of that rabbit hole. <laughs> there was no need for us to have to take cover. But no, <laughs> Harry Douglas just took us there with the whole family situation. I can't help it, man. Uh, you can. You just choose not to. We just heard the guy that when we came into the show That's saying, right. you, "We never know what's gonna come out of my mouth." That's true. That pause. <laughs> yeah, oh, major pause. Pause. Hey yo, come on, Devin Kane. How did we miss that? You're slipping, Dale. <laughs> oh, good Lord. The show's not even four minutes old yet. Already. I was just going to say, we're three minutes in. I'm just bamboozled. Yeah, no, <laughs> at, at this point, we're going to be bamboozled and fired if we keep this up at 345 <laughs> as far as that goes on. Always be a part of the fun because your family, just like we are, you can do that in Freddie and Harry Nation at the Dr. Pepper call in line. That is 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nations presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Harry Douglas leverage season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. You're 10 minutes away from finding out what has happened to the San Francisco 49ers in the last three weeks. That comes away in 10 minutes, but anytime we get to the top, it's always about the main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Maybe the question should be, my man Harry Douglas, what is up with the Cincinnati Bengals in the last couple of weeks? Oh, that's right. Joe Burrow's been a lot healthier for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, he is. And I'm telling you, watching that game yesterday versus the San Francisco 49ers, I immediately said to myself, boom, there he is. Oh, grapefruit Joe Burrow. That's oh, what I call Lord. him. Because, see, he don't care about anybody on the opposing sidelines. He's going to do what he do. And all he had to do was get healthy. Uh-huh. And we've seen that throughout the game, whether it was from the throws. But what I was intrigued by the most mm-hmm. was his movement in the pocket. How many times do you see a quarterback that's going to run a, a quarterback draw right. and you have Hufunga, the safety, Pro Bowl safety from the San Francisco 49ers no coming joke. downhill yep. no and joke. he makes him miss, right? Then it's another time he's back in the pocket and he's maneuvering, dictating what's going to go on and he makes a sudden move to the left and you see Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead go, go left, but Joe Burrow goes right and he scrambles for a first down. Him and the relationship between him and T. Higgins up until yesterday, it wasn't there on the football field he found T Higgins multiple times five catches 69 yards so watching Joe Burrow and seeing how healthy he was yesterday versus the San Francisco 49ers Mm -hmm. Joe is back 
Not Broadway Joe, right. but Joe damn Burrow is back, ladies and gentlemen. He had this to say about beating a team like San Francisco that it wasn't too long ago we were talking about that team being the best team in the NFL, and three weeks later, that's not the case for them and the Bengals were a lot better, too. What does it say to beat a team like this? Kind of, give, kind of how, you know, how y'all started the year and where y'all want to end up? Yeah, we needed this one. We needed this one. So, big win, but it was just one. We got a lot of football left to be played, so we're going to enjoy this one for a day and we'll get right back to it. Here's what Joe Burrow does for the Cincinnati Bengals, not just in the offense. Everybody feels swole. Even the head coach, Zach Taylor. They'd won 11 in a row, and that, that's that's things we feed our players, you know, because this is the type of team that responds to that. They want to hear that. They want to hear that Buffalo had one home loss in the playoffs in their history. They want to hear that this team's, you know, won 11 in a row at home because um, someone's got to beat them, and it's going to be us, you know. So I think that that's just kind of the edge that these guys play with. They, they want that information uh, to fuel them, and, and they, they responded how I assumed that they would. That's what Joe Burrow does for Cincinnati. Everybody feels better, but everybody talks bigger. Because if this was three weeks ago and they played the 49ers, well, we're hoping that, you know, the 49ers are a good team and, you know, our guys believe, but hey, you know, that, that 49er team going on the road is going to be tough. Zach Taylor walked in there like he was a WWE henchman. Man, I'm going to whoop your behind. I'm going to throw you off the top rope. This battle royal is going to be mine. Everybody feels that way now that that guy looks like that when it comes to Joe Burrow. That's not just an offensive thing. That's not just a defensive thing. Even the secretaries are probably running their mouth in the Bengals' offices right now. They're probably getting in their car, getting an Uber, going, you better take me to the right address. I'm going to whoop your behind. Man, who do you think you are? Joe Burrow's back is my quarterback. That's what he does. We also about what Patrick Mahomes does for Kansas City, Jalen Hurst does for Philadelphia. But in my opinion, the one guy that really does that for his football team, that makes them believe no matter what, is that guy, Joe Burrow, what he's been able to do with Cincinnati. And the fact that he's looked like that now the last three weeks, that could be the team, not named Kansas City, not named Baltimore, that you better keep your eye on in AFC when it comes to Cincinnati now. And, Freddie, I'll tell you, if there's anyone out there that's a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals involved within that organization, they should feel that way. Because what Joe Burrow has showed us the last two years, it gives you every right to feel that way. When that young man is healthy, they are a Super Bowl contender through and through. And, and it's not just us saying it, a Joe Burrow and company saying it. It's what we've seen them display the last few years, going to the Super Bowl before losing to the Rams, going to the AFC Championship game again before losing to Kansas City right after the Super Bowl appearance. Right. And I think it was something that caught my attention last year, and that's when Joe Burrow said this about the Super Bowl and championship window with the Bengals. Windows my whole career, and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but uh, our window's always open. All right, so Harry, based on that, I'll ask you this question. Are mm-hmm. the Bengals the team, not T-H-E, are they T-H-E-E? Are they the team right now, I use the words right now, to watch out for in the NFL? 100%. And it's because, number one, Joe Burrow is healthy. But I also want to, you know, talk about their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, because it always seems like in big games the last three years, he figures things out. He has the perfect game plan to defeat not just any opponent, but quality opponents. We've seen it through and through the last three years. And uh, on Sunday was another one, whether it was him lining guys up at the line of scrimmage and the A-gaps and buzzing out and dropping eight and making things difficult 
for you know Brock Purdy and company. Okay. Lou Anarumo has has done this time and time again. And Freddie, yes, I do believe in 2024 he will be a head coach somewhere because if he doesn't get the interviews, stupid is as stupid does. That means those <laughs> those ball those those organizations just aren't smart in my opinion. Well, I'm sure Eric Bieniemy will have a word with you about that when it comes to being smart in organizations and hiring guys <laughs> or not hiring guys. But we'll throw that out there. Be a part of this to the Dr Pepper call in line on Freddie and Harry Nation. Are the Bengals the team to watch out for now in the NFL? Let us know. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas said it with his chest. He said those Cincinnati Bengals, those ruffians from Ohio, those big old bad strike boys from Cincinnati, they are now the team to watch in the NFL as of right now. What say you? Remember, this team not only beat San Francisco yesterday, but Joe Burrow at one point completed 19 straight passes on the road against that defense. Are they ready to be that th- that team again? Let us know. 888-729-3776. And the Cincinnati Bengals are the team to beat right now in the NFL. And I got to give Logan Wilson a lot of credit. It just seems like he's the type of player, the linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals, that just finds the football. Another interception. Really fooled Brock Purdy. Made him think, thought, mm-hmm. think that he was going out. Went yep. back in. Uh, jumped underneath the end cut and picked it off. Uh, Jermaine Pratt had a phenomenal interception. Mm-hmm. One-handed, Brock Purdy trying to you know release the football for a touchdown. So this defense in that secondary, we talked about a lot of guys leaving this football team in that yeah. secondary. I'll give you well, another one, Mike Hilton. Young guy, yes, those you young guys, guy. along with Mike Hilton, are playing at a high level right now. And this is a team, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, because a lot of people wanted to write them off. Right. This is a team that... I feel like it's comfortable being in these situations, and they go on runs. And I think this this run for 2023 may have been started. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, Purdy, Brock Purdy has been ugly. Brock ugly the last three weeks. It wasn't <laughs> that long ago. We led that 49ers team. It's a good luck playing that team. Three weeks later, Brock Purdy, what's going on? Obviously, I want to be better, you know, for this team, for this organization, just taking care of the ball in some crucial parts of the games. You know, that's that's the NFL, man. It comes down to it. You're not going to just blow teams out every week. It's you take care of the ball and you got to play good team uh, football. You know, that's where I'm at with that. But in terms of you have three losses and as a quarterback, you take a lot. I take that on myself. Kyle Shanahan, 49ers head coach. What's going on? Some people do go on these losing streaks and they don't have those answers. And you're just living in hope. Uh, I truly believe we do have the answers. I believe we got them on our team. I believe we got them with our staff. And uh, we got to sit here and wait about 14 days to deal with this feeling that we have, which nobody wants. But. I think we need to. I think our guys need to be pissed off a little bit. I think we need to come back with a little better focus because it, ha- it hasn't been enough and we haven't been getting it done. Well, here's the thing. Like, when you start to – I've been there, Freddie. Like, you start the season off 5-0, and right? And you start, to feel in your, you start to feel yourself a little bit. Even though you've been there and done that, it's just natural for people to feel that way. Hey, we're this. We're world beaters. And probably the little things – that didn't get noticed when you were winning started to come up even more when you started losing. And now those things have become big things mm-hmm. when they started out as little things. And now uh, I had my special teams coach, Keith Armstrong, used to say this, well before every accident, there's always a warning, right? And it doesn't get you to it actually gets you. So right. right now with the San Francisco 49ers, the last three games, it has gotten them. Now, I would say this also especially when it comes to the last two games, the game versus the Cincinnati Bengals and the game against the Minnesota Vikings. I can sit up here and honestly say 
the coaching staff of the San Francisco 49ers have been outcoached by the coaching staffs okay. of the Minnesota Vikings and okay. the coaching staff of the Cincinnati Bengals. Because what Lou Anarumo and also what Zach Taylor were, were able to do yesterday was phenomenal. Okay. And Kevin O'Connell and company and Brian Flores, what they did versus the San Francisco 49ers was phenomenal as well. Right. All right. I'm not going to say you're wrong as far as that goes because we will see that in the NFL. Sometimes you get a best of a team. So I'm not going to say that you're wrong about what's happened involving Cleveland, involving Minnesota, involving Cincinnati. The whole Midwest has wiped out the San Francisco 49ers, the yeah. two teams in Ohio and the one team in the state of Minnesota. But I will say this about two things. Number one, I can't believe the 49ers have been out physical in the last three games. Yep. If you had told me that could happen in one game, sure. It happens in the NFL. You play 17 games, somebody's going to be the bully, and you're going to be the one that got the lunch money taken away. But that's happened in the last three games, and it's happened to their defense. They got bullied around yesterday by the Bengals' offense. They got bullied around last Monday night by the Vikings' offense. And at times, even a backup quarterback, they got bullied around by the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland about less than three weeks ago. That's the one thing that surprised me by what I've seen in this three-game losing streak. That's number one. And I know Devin Kane, one of our producers, you can weigh in. I'm sure <laughs> Devin Kane right now wants to have his flowers because he said, Freddie and Harry, I just need to see more from Purdy. Brock Purdy, I just need to see it. Devin and Harry and everybody else, I'm not going to say that the NFL has figured out Brock Purdy, but that running game's not working. Then Purdy is ugly for San Francisco. I think, I think he's a good quarterback. I, I don't want to prey on anyone's downfall. Yes, you do. All I was saying was he's had a really, really, really good situation. And when st- stuff breaks down around him, that's when I want to see And these past three weeks, I haven't seen it. So to me, I, st- I still need to see more. He's in his second year. I still okay. think he can be very good. I'm just, I'm just not willing to say that yet. All right, Santa Look, Man, Pamela, Devin, you was real nice about that. Say, really say what was. you really want to say. You want really to say Brock Purdy's a game manager with rims. Yeah, exactly. That's all he is. <laughs> no, no, no. See, <laughs> no. Santa, he went from Devin Kane. You know, complete assassin to Kevin Dane, all trying to soften things. Yeah, he got up scared. Right now. He I don't from, know what he's yeah, scared he, for. He was like two faced from Batman. Nah. Kevin Kane taking nah. over Gotham. Nah. Then he went to Kevin Dane. <laughs> well, I don't want to dump on somebody. I don't want to trample on somebody. Nah. He's not playing well. Brock Purdy is the NFL's pimp. My ride. Be honest, Dev. <laughs> See, let me let me take everyone behind the scenes here. I'm at my cubicle, and Shannon comes over to me, and he says that line, and now he's attributing it to me. This guy, man. <laughs> But but Man, let me say, 20s, them tens. I can't let me clean say, let me say this though. Yeah. So because you you brought up that defense though, and that defense has really not looked good the last two weeks. Yeah, where's where's Nick Bosa been? Haven't seen like, him at all. The the inability to sack the quarterback, the inability to tackle well, and also allowing the opposing team the last two weeks to just pass the football up and down. Yep. Like they're playing seven on seven slash Skelly. Right. Like, it's been unbelievable in my, in my eyes because we're talking about a defense that was number one in the National Football League last year, has a ton of carryover from that team. The only thing different is a new defensive play caller, and that's Steve Wilkes. So I think Steve Wilkes has to go back to the drawing board and figure out how can I get the best out of these guys moving forward. And I'll right. tell you, one, you know, dark spot for this defense is the nickel position. Isaiah Oliver, you want to know how I know? He was in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying he, 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 he wasn't any good in Atlanta? So the, same, the same touchdown pass yeah. that 
you know, Tyler Boyd caught on him. Uh-huh. It's the same exact touchdown pass that Turpin caught on him right. for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And the Cincinnati Bengals did a film review. Hey, when we bring this guy over in motion, we're going to, we want to run a choice route normally. That's you go up five or six yards, you could break in, break out, a hookup. Right. But instead, you have the defender, the nickel defender, sitting there waiting, and they just took it on the go route, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Understanding the body language and what that defender was going to be doing. And Isaiah Oliver's not fast, right. so he's not going to catch up to anybody who has any kind of decent speed. Not without a scooter. No. Nah. So they, they picked on him, and, and that's what teams are starting to see too. Hey, let's pick on this nickel defender mm-hmm. because – we like our guys more so than they probably like their third guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. But the Bengals picked on him, and boy, that makes a three-game losing streak for the San Francisco 49ers. Meanwhile, the Bengals look like they'll be look like they're about to be right and ready to contend in the AFC again. Harry Douglas believes they are the team to watch out for in the NFL, meaning the Cincinnati Bengals. What say you, part of the Freddie and Harry Nation at 888-729-3776? Dana in Ohio, what do you think about Harry Douglas saying that the Bengals right now are the team to watch in the NFL? He is absolutely right. Let's roar. Can't even deny it. Shouldn't have put us down at the beginning of the year. Been watching these guys since 1980. You hear it right? Female, die hard. I have been through 2-12 and 12 seasons. Uh-huh. Yes, 2-12. and 12. I think you guys are too young to remember when those were. <laughs> these boys are the real deal. I'll tell you what, that Hootay Nation... They are very, very loyal. They've seen a, Dana has seen a lot of bad football from when they were the bungles and people wore trash compactors and trash bags over their heads to where the Houday Nation is right now in Cincinnati. John in Florida, Harry Douglas believes that the Bengals right now are the team to watch out for in the NFL. John in Florida would say you. Hey, hey, thanks for getting me on board. It's my first time calling. Appreciate Big you. fans of both of y'all. Appreciate uh, you. I wish y'all were in the mornings instead of the afternoons, but that's a story for another time. Okay. Um, I agree with uh, Harry. I think uh, I think Cincinnati just uh, I think they've kind of flown under the radar in the beginning of the season um, with the injury to Joe and everything. Um, but let me ask you this: outside of Cincinnati, is there another team that you think in the AFC? That is a another sneaky team that you think that no one's paying attention to that might make a run to the NFL playoffs. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yep. yep. I mean, and they're playing that disrespect card really, really hard the way the Cincinnati Bengals have played the last couple of years. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence, and it all started with them getting that win uh, twice over in London, right? The first one against the Atlanta Falcons, then they beat the Buffalo Bills, and then that ball started rolling. You've seen that offense really started to click, in which it started very, very slow, and it wasn't good early on in the season. But they were able to get it going, and now they're sitting right now. I think it's six and two, right? Yeah, six and six two. And two. Same record that the Dolphins, the Ravens, and also the Chiefs had a six and two. And the one thing about Jacksonville that's very sneaky, man, they got a blood of, they got some really guys on the defensive end. Josh Allen, two sacks <laughs> this past weekend. They got Woo. guys that will punch you in the mouth and kick you when you're down on the defensive side of the football. Four year looking at the linebacker position. They on tackles last year. Yes, yeah. playing at a high level. Wow, that Jacksonville team. And plus, they got a really good coach, that Doug Peterson guy. And now, not only do they have three playmakers, they got four now. You got your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. You got Calvin Ridley, a wide receiver. You got Travis Etienne, your running back. And now you got Evan Ingram. And the reason I said that, because I know I got two Giants fans named Devin Kane, who I'm switching his name to Kevin Dane now, and Shannon Penn, who could not believe that the Evan Ingram that they're seeing right now 
they never saw that with the New York Giants. I, I don't know why not. I mean, they just had to leave the organization. They just had to go somewhere. He had to go somewhere else. No, no, no. To no, thrive no. and have don't success. Do that. <laughs> That's all. All I'm going to say is Eagles game, wide open, seal the game, drop pass. Yeah, well, he would be dropping that pass in Jacksonville now. No. I guess he likes the warm weather. I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> having a quarterback that, that can actually get him the football as ding, far ding, as that goes. Keep weighing in anytime you want. Probably be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation. Are the Bengals the team to watch out for in the NFL at 888-729-377? Also hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. In 15 minutes with Jets quarterback Zach Wilson saying, We've obviously done it before in the past. And why he was right despite what happened yesterday. That comes to you in about 15 minutes. And what does the word honey have to do with the success of Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott in the last two games? We bring all that honey next on ESPN Radio. Pause at the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. On this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, you got Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to feel that groove and get their reggae on by playing ESPN Radio. You heard that courtesy 105.3 in Dallas. How the Cowboys are feeling really, really good the last couple of weeks after beating the Chargers and beating the Rams and now the L.A. City champions after beating both of those teams. You're going to find out what the word honey has to do with Dak Prescott and his success in the last two weeks. But speaking of Dallas, Mike and Dallas went to weigh in on something that we missed at 888-729-3776. Regarding a national anthem, Big Mike, what you got, my friend? Yeah, boy. <laughs> What's up, Big Mike? <laughs> what does that do with the national anthem, Mike? Y'all ain't do nothing. Flavor Flav did at the Milwaukee Bucks game. You're kidding. He was trying to compete with Fergie. In other words, they were both trying to top Marvin Gaye. You know how that went, um, Freddie. 1984 All-Star Game. Oh, I remember. As, as clear as day. 1983, my 83. Yeah, 83 All-Star Game. Yep, I remember. That's right. Yeah. Flavor Flav did 
Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Why would somebody? I mean, it, it is. It should be considered illegal. And see, I'm a veteran, right? So it kind of cut me deep. I, I bet it did. I'm still trying to figure out why somebody oh. thought it would be a good idea. Hey, Flavor Flav, why don't you sing the national anthem before an NBA game? Yes. Let's play some basketball! There's nothing, it's nothing good about that whatsoever. None. Like, nothing At whatsoever, all. bro. I, I didn't even know about that until Mike and Dallas just said something. So now you know that's probably somewhere on social media. I got to go find this. I have oh, to find too. exactly what this is. As and soon as we go to commercial break, oh, I'm going to find it. <laughs> I guarantee before the show is over, that's probably going to be played. <laughs> Kudos to Mike in Dallas listening to us. Let us know that Flavor Flav, I guess, you, I don't want to say he sang the national anthem. We have to hear it to be sure before what he did last he, he night. He tried to voice the national anthem. That, that's a good that description. That's probably more accurate when the Hawks played the Bucks. When we find that audio, we will definitely share with everybody else. But we stay in the city of Dallas. And, hey, Dak Prescott. Last couple of weeks, yesterday, four touchdown passes. Cowboys put on the Los Angeles Rams 43-20. to I thought the Cowboys would win this game, but I didn't see at one point a 33-3 to lead like they had in the first half. Dak, what's been going on as you get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday in a massive matchup in Philadelphia? You see me and a bear in a fight, poor honey on me. So he can poke it. It's part of it. It's part of the National Football League. Whether we talk or not, we know what's ahead of us. Uh, great opponent. Um, excited for it. Uh, excited for, obviously, a uh, opponent we're familiar with, vice versa. Uh, division game, obviously, down the road. This game, will, it, it, it means something. It will mean something as we get further down the, the line in the season. Uh, and so, trust me, the guys in the locker room, myself, we know what this game means. We're not going to compare this to two weeks ago. Now, the question for full context, they were asking Dak Prescott about, you know, in terms of your owner, Jerry Jones, everybody's feeling good about the play of Philadelphia, a lot of conversation. And Dak Prescott said, well, in essence, that's what our owner does. I'm supposed to be the bear. Just pour honey on me. Let's go. Excuse me. Hey, take that with Dak Prescott. But I don't blame him. That's his way of saying, we know our owner's going to run his mouth. Can't do anything about that. But the way we played the last couple of weeks, we feel good about our chances. It can't be about what Jerry Jones is going to say to the media on his radio show each and every Tuesday. And also this, Harry, when you have another guy that has run his mouth, backing up your team when it comes to Micah Parsons, you can't be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and not say something from a leadership perspective to let Micah Parsons do all that heavy lifting when it comes to supporting you and supporting this team. 100%. And I think the best example that Dak Prescott can show his teammates and also his owner is going out there and balling out like he did, right? 25 or 31, 304 yards and four touchdowns. It was a phenomenal performance by Dak Prescott. And I think now I question going into this game, like what's the offensive identity? Right. And I think now I can say Mike McCarthy needs to put the football in Dak Prescott's hand and and allow him to be the leader of this offense and take them where they need to go. And I understand he had the interceptions last year. That was an anomaly, right? We didn't see Dak Prescott throw interceptions like that on a consistent basis. But seeing how that game transpired this weekend and the throws and his eyes and him being able to dictate defenders and throwing the football to places where he know he wanted to go but didn't look there at first, looked off defenders and then went there, it tells me that 
Dak Prescott has to be mm-hmm. the guy with the ball in his hands. It has to be on his shoulders. That's that's my opinion. This is not a run first football team. I don't think they can get to a Super Bowl or deep in the playoffs trying to be a run first football team. That's right. not how they're built right now. Right. Dak Prescott is the leader of this offense. Put the ball in his hands and let him diversify it to his weapons in which he did a great job of. Job of. That football that he threw to mm. his tight end mm-hmm. for a touchdown, my mm. goodness. Jake Ferguson? Yeah. Was the perfect pass, but also you had to make sure that you understand what that backside defender is doing uh, to decide if you want to go over there to the right side of the field to your tight end or not. I like getting C.D. Lamb involved. I love that duo right now. And about three weeks ago, I was questioning, okay, I don't think they get C.D. Lamb to football enough. Amen. Especially in the red zone. Amen. C.D. Lamb had 12 catches yesterday for 158 yards and, and two touchdowns. On 12 targets, by the way. Exactly. Brandon Cooks showed up with another touchdown, ran an under pump, right? Faked the five-yard under, stopped with the break zone, go upfield on the go route. Dak Prescott laid it in the perfect spot, touchdown. So I like where they are right now offensively. Mm-hmm. And I think if they want to move forward and have a lot of success, especially against the Philadelphia Eagles, that has to be the mindset because we just watched this Eagles defense give up a lot of passing yardage and a lot of yardage, period, right. to the Washington Commanders. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. You mentioned something that I can't wait to expand upon. After you heard Mike McCarthy had to say about why his team has been a lot better in the last couple of weeks, making it 2-0 in the last couple of weeks for the Dallas Cowboys. Guys stayed the course, and, and, that's, and that's part of it. Um, so, uh, and that's, that's the beauty of winning and still having plenty to correct. Just, you know, speaking with Dan briefly before I come in here, you know, pretty much had the same conversation. You know, we, have a, we have a lot to work on, and, that, and that's a good place to be after, you know, after a significant victory. This upcoming Sunday is going to, going to be the first time that Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott face each other in the NFL game. Uh-oh. Because last year when Jalen Hurts played, Dak Prescott was injured. When Dak Prescott played, Jalen Hurts was injured. So it's going to be the first time these two are going to be on a football field against each other since college when Dak Prescott's at Mississippi State and Jalen Hurts was freshman year at Alabama. That's number one. Number two, this offense looks familiar. Last year, a lot of things they're doing. I saw the Keller Moore when he was the offensive coordinator, what he was doing last year. Now, granted, they didn't want to incorporate Dak Prescott's legs a little bit more because he was coming off that horrific injury that took a season away from him. They were going to be very judicious. And let's be honest, Dak Prescott was going to have to step really, really lightly because you got to get over that mental hurdle before your body can do it. This offense looked an awful lot alike like Kellen Moore. And the reason that they bumped him out of there, the reason they said you can't be our OC anymore was because you were not running the football enough to protect our defense. You know how you protect your defense? Score! Yeah. Do what the Cowboys have done the last couple of weeks. You go out there, and at one point, you put up those points. The special teams block the punt. They get two points. Another interception by Bland, his third one this year for a touchdown. That's another six-pointer. But sometimes your best defense can be your offense. And when you got Dak Prescott playing like that, then everybody else gets involved. Everybody else feeds off C.D. Lamb, other people making catches. It's amazing. The things that got Kellen Moore fired as offense coordinator the Dallas Cowboys are the same things they've done in the last two weeks in beating the Chargers, bad on pass defense, I know, and beating the Rams. Not a good defense, but they're not exactly terrible until the Cowboys made them look like that yesterday in blowing them out. Well, you got to be able to move the ball around, push the ball down the football field, score points, man, if you want to win in this league, especially if you want to go deep because when you're going against you know top-flight quarterbacks – in the playoffs 
or teams that do that as well, you have to be able to complement that on your side. And I would say this, they do, they do a great job currently the last few weeks of moving C.D. Lamb around, right? We, we look at the X position uh, wide receiver-wise, and a lot of people are asking, what is the X? The X is the guy that's normally the single receiver mm-hmm. by himself to the short side of the field. Usually he's that's the best guy. Exactly. So that had been previously Michael Gallup. Why? I don't know, but it had been. But they said, let's put CeeDee Lamb out there, and it, it helps dictate coverage, right? Because you can't just leave CeeDee Lamb one-on-one with sure. a corner. you got to decide if you're going to help, but it helps – you know, paint the picture for Dak Prescott in the passing game a lot, lot more and easier that he's doing that. So I just I like where this team is right now, and and I say that because against the Rams they were great in all three phases: offense, defense, and special teams. Mm-hmm. Turpin after the safety had a what sixty plus yard, yard return, yard return yep. right? So that helped them have success. So. Moving forward, I think the goal is, and it's it's every week it is, you mm-hmm. want to play good on, on offense, defense, and special teams, but I think being intentional and letting Dak orchestrate things, again, scrambling to the right with his legs, found CeeDee Lamb for another touchdown. Let him utilize his athleticism, put the football in his hands, and let him take you where you think you can go. It looks awfully familiar because I've seen this for the last couple of years. The same things that Dak is doing now got Kellen Moore bounced out of Dallas and to the Los Angeles Chargers offense coordinator. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. We're going to look at the Philadelphia Eagles side in 20 minutes as both of these two get ready to have their big-time matchup Sunday in Philadelphia, 4 o'clock Eastern time, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles. We'll take a look at the Eagles side from that coming up in 20 minutes. But now it's time for another edition of You Won, but starring the Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins and Jets quarterback Mr. Wilson. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is a reggae Monday on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Sirius X and Channel 80, the ESPN app and ESPN radio presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. Plenty of times you can have a victory, but sometimes it can be a costly victory. You know it better as... Even the best teams have area to improve. They're quite impressive. Bordering on spectacular. This is You Won, But. Oh, we start with Kirk Cousins. Turn his right Achilles in the Minnesota Vikings victory. They win that game against the Green Bay Packers. That game was played at Lambeau Field. He did go under an MRI this morning at Twin Cities Orthopedics in the state of Minnesota. It confirmed an Achilles tendon tear. Timeline and details of this upcoming surge involving Kirk Cousins will be determined later this week. Kevin O'Connell, coach of the Minnesota Vikings. What are you going to do now without a guy that was not playing like a top 10 quarterback, but he's playing like a top 5 quarterback in the NFL? In my mind, I think we've got to take a look at potentially all the options, including building the best possible group around Jaron, um, knowing that uh, you know we're going to continue uh, to build a complete offense, you know, based upon a lot more than just the quarterback. But but I will say, previously on Monday night and today on third down, you know, Kirk was absolutely fantastic, and you know, just just hurts to know that that, that uh, he's not more than likely going to be able to continue uh, progressing forward on what has really felt like maybe his best season as a pro. So Jaron Hall, the rookie out of BYU, he was the one that played in place of Kirk Cousins yesterday. And unlike the Giants, when they lost their quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, the Vikings actually let him throw the ball a little bit around. But going forward, training deadline, Harry, is 24 hours and 10 minutes away when it comes to tomorrow. 
the Minnesota Vikings, you would think, would have to be in the market for any kind of backup quarterback that is ready to be a starter right now. I don't even think about it. They have to be in the market because they're 4-4 four and four right now. They're in a prime position. Their next five games are against the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, the Bears, and the Raiders. This is a prime opportunity for this team right now to continue winning and put themselves in a nice position to make the playoffs in 2023. It's three, guy, three guys I got right now, in my opinion, Jacoby Brissett, number one. Okay. Joshua Dobbs. And the reason why I say Joshua Dobbs is because Kyler Murray is now back for the Arizona Cardinals. So okay. maybe they can get a little something for him and try to use those picks in the draft, Arizona that is. And then Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I know he's injured right now with a high ankle sprain, but look and see, you know, how close is he is how close is he to coming back? The mm. offensive systems. Right have the same makeup. Now, sure. it's more so run in Tennessee and more so pass in Minnesota, but the language is kind of similar and the same. Mention that schedule again that the Minnesota Vikings have coming up. They have Atlanta, New okay. Orleans, the Broncos, Chicago, and the Raiders. In the early 2000s, that would have been a murderous row. Yep. But in 2023, that's the... Not undefeated, not the defeatist, but just the middles when it comes to that. And you're right. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, the way that Kirk Cubs have been playing, you thought you were right and ready to have that kind of run that can make you a factor in the NFC, maybe even win your division, getting closer to the Detroit Lions. That's out the window, depending on who they pick up, because I don't think they're going to go into the rest of the season with Jaron Hall as their starting quarterback replacing Kirk Cousins. Nobody thought that the New York Jets would be 4-3, and three, and Zach Wilson as their quarterback would be responsible for three of those wins. But here we are. Now, yesterday's football game between the Jets and the Giants and the fact that we got overtime, hadn't we suffered enough through 60 minutes of that ineptitude involving both of those teams? At one point, the Jets were 0 for the day on third down conversions, 0 for 14. These two teams were combined 3 for 33 on third down conversions. 28 seconds left to go in the game. The Giants had a chance to put the Jets away. Graham Gano missed a 35-yard field goal. Their win probability was still down to 1.1% according to next-gen stats. And they found a way to win it. Zach Wilson, how? We've obviously done it before in the past. Oh, really? Um, getting us a big chunk. Um, that much time left to be able to clock it. It was really? actually almost the same play, too. So, you know, I would just say unbelievable grit and battle by the guys. Uh-huh. You know, absolutely no waiver and belief there at all. Okay. Including me. Oh. Didn't doubt it all. You know, when I saw our defense got a stop there, I was like, oh, 24 yeah. seconds, no problem. You know, we've shown we can do it in two minutes all year. Oh, 24 seconds, no problem. We've shown we can do it in two minutes all year. I don't know what Alton University <laughs> is living in, but I have not seen the Jets in a two-minute window go down the field and get a field goal or a touchdown. It's nice to have confidence. But, hey, Zach, come back to planet Earth. Believe me. Feel great for your 4-3. and three. You escaped with a win. It would have been an awful loss losing to a third-string quarterback. Just take the W and move on the next Monday night and you play the Los Angeles Chargers. One of the most awful games I've witnessed with my two eyes, reviewing film. Um, I will say this, though. When Zach Wilson needed to make throws at the end, he made some. Yes, he did. Right? Was able to get them down there to kick a field goal to send it to overtime and also got them in position to kick the field goal to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't have an unbelievable game. No. I think I heard that somewhere this morning. I want to make sure I state that he did not have an unbelievable game. When it came down to crunch time, though, he did make the throws right. to help get the team in positions to kick field goals to propel them to win a game. Though. I understand why he feels confident because he looked at – I, I will look at Nathaniel Hack in my offense coordinator and say why did you wait until we had nothing else to lose to let me rip the ball down the field why would well, you wait until then but see I would think they would have learned their lesson about that the last time that happened I right? agree just let let them 
let them throw the football. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens. Man. Yeah, and at a certain point, you can be the parent protecting your child, but you can't baby quarterbacks in the NFL when they get to a certain point. Zach Wilson's in his third year. He has had more than a modicum of success the last couple of weeks leading into this game. I go back to the second half game against the Chiefs where he looked like a completely different guy. He liked Zach Wilson at BYU, not Zach Wilson New York Jets. So why would that not be the top of your mind when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, and Robert Salah, the head coach of the New York Jets? I have no idea. None no, but that, that, that's what they have to do moving forward, though. Yeah, no doubt about that. We'll see if they do that and let Zach Wilson play ball just a little bit more. Speaking of the New York Giants, they make a trade today. They trade... Defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. The New York Giants making a trade today. Moving on from the defensive end, defensive lineman, excuse me, Leonard Williams. They trade in the Seattle for a second round pick in 2024 and a fifth round pick in 2025. We'll take a look at the Eagles getting ready for the Cowboys on Sunday. Plus, you will hear Flavor Flav of the legendary rap group Public Enemy singing the national anthem. Seriously, that's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.